this morning's sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Friday. It is 545. This is the morning sickness. My name is John. There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Big Dick Toledo. We're off and running for the final day of the week. Work day. And away we go. Beautiful day. Rode my bike in this morning. Could not believe how many people I passed. I mean. The zombies are out. Tell them Brady. 30, 40. It's a... 11 and a half mile ride, 30 or 40 people. That's amazing. And 4.30 in the morning, see all these people wander around. I just got to wonder. Well, coming off the hottest month of, in, in the world. It did. It, it was amazing. I was, it was like a regular the afternoon on the green out. Tweakers. Yeah, none of them were tweakers either. I keep an eye oh, open wow. for that. Walking their dogs. I did have one dude that kind of wanted to ride together. He sped me up. I got here fast. I, 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 like normally I can, I can get that ride done in about 35 minutes. Maybe 40. Today it was closer to 30 total because this dude over on the green belt hits me right at Indian school getting on the green belt as I'm turning in. And I see the light behind me. I'm like, oh, there's a guy behind me. So I'm like, well, he wants to blow by. If he's on a 10-speed or something, I'll let him go. He's right there. He's like, not going by me. He's like right on the back wheel. I'm like, what's going on? So we get to the light at Thomas, which I was happy turned red because I was just going to let him go. And at the light, he goes, go ahead. When it turned green. Uh, uh, all right. So I buddy. just started hauling ass. The guy kept up with me for a little bit, but then I was I was out of gas by McDowell. I was I pushed so hard to get You're away from me. him. He started talking to me. Didn't mean to scare you with the light. I'm like, I was fine with lights. I'm but it, we're good. Where are you coming from? Like over there. Nope. What are you, my biographer? Just shut up and ride your bike. He's looking for a bike pal. I didn't want a bike pal. That's why I was I wanted a bike pal. I'd have started the day early. I'm not Brady. I don't go out looking hey, for new friends. Pull over to this gulch yeah, over here. Uh-uh. If I have the need to ride with a buddy, I've got those. If I'm Passed alone on a bike, yeah, buddy. If I'm alone to start, I want to finish that same way. Bike buddy. So I'm alone. You're alone. <laughs> Looks like we could be best friends forever. See you tomorrow. No, you won't see me ever again. New route. Weirdo. Especially at like. 4.30 a.m. This is like a no-talking zone. You just don't He's going to be there that. now. Well, You're going to have to change the route. For you. Let him be there. He's, if he remembers me, because I don't ride that often. Oh, he got a... All right, if he got a good look. I'm just going to kick him off his bike Mad Max style and keep riding. I haven't seen a pivot like that in this neighborhood in a long bike. time. And that's the other thing. I think I'm being robbed. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. There's another one. Because there's, because uh, I'm sorry, Brady. I'm going to talk to Brett for a minute. There's no possible way humans are that, <laughs> think that's normal behavior. That's robbery behavior. Absolutely. You're not friendly at 4:30 in the morning. Everybody's on guard. Everyone. Every dog's an attacker. Every person with a dog is a criminal. Everybody out there's me too. I want you to think that of me too. It is not time to make friends. Never have you made a new friend at 4:30 in the morning. That's worth your worth anything. Ever. Well, we haven't. 
Well, we're not tweakers. Yeah. Oh, Brady, if he was out at 4.30. Well, because that's just Brady's style. Time to get up, take that morning walk. 20 bike buddies. Yeah, no. <laughs> Brady would have been riding with I met a new friend. They would have been riding side by side like chips. Look out. Join in yeah. if you want. Come on, let's go get a new one and be a, a three-man wolf pack. <laughs> like John and Ponch yeah. riding down McDowell together. Yep. <laughs> Nobody can make friends at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> Unexpected friends. It's not a thing. It's a little creepy. It's my best friend. We met at 4.30 a.m. unexpectedly. Huh? The only friends you can meet at 4.30 in the morning are your paramedics or the guys that stitched you back up from the stabbing. Yeah, I thought same thing, Brett. I've got a bike here. It's got some value, and I'm sitting on a couple bucks. i got my phone. Like I got big trouble all around me here, and this guy wants to buddy up. No, this is eyeballs. I'm tactical black in his ass if he, if he touches me. Head on a swivel at 438. I've fallen behind you. You got a nice ass. Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> yeah, there's no question about that. There's no reason to bring it up. We both know that that's true. The thing is stellar. But it's because I ride fast from people like you. So you should I'm just be more direct and not where are you? you know, what's your address, man? <laughs> Where's your home? Yeah. Huh? Take me to your house now. Yeah, don't don't buddy up. And don't, you know, you try to keep your distance at that time of day, too. It's like, well, I'm probably making this dude a little nervous. A normal people recognizes that social cues at 4.30 in the morning are distance, strangeness. We're all thinking everyone's bad. There's nobody good out. In your brain. They're all probably good people, but in your brain you're thinking, up to nah. no good. Up to no good. No reason to be up this early. Got a, got you know some sort of you know, bladder control issue. They have to, they're up all night. Insomnia. Meth addict. I mean, nobody's up at 4.30 for any good reason at all unless they're 90 or killing people. And I fall right into that. I ride through it, assuming everyone's off. This dude wanted to be my pal and Thomas in the green belt dead black darkness of a crazy what to do for a living there chief <laughs> uh kill weirdos all right that's cool that's neat you got like a shed or a basement what do you, how, how's that operation go there boss man well ace <laughs> anyway yeah it's weird but there were a lot of people out they all can't be bad but i assumed they all were especially that dude riding behind me that light is weird too a bike light at 4.30 is not steady, so when your shadow starts jumping Creepy. around in front of you, you're like, oh, no, the guy behind me. So if you're listening, dude, I was the one in the Marquis Pouncey jersey. Don't talk to people at, until the sun comes up at the very least, and even then leave them alone. New friend maker. God, this is my least favorite person. Guy who wants to make friends. Ugh. Ugh. How sad are you? You're an adult. You should have your batch of friends already. New friend guy. Even Brady doesn't do it. We tease him. I mean, he'll go out and bother people, but he, I don't know that he wants to actually be friends with him. Unless he runs into another one. So many him. appointments you have to have after, you know, you randomly yeah. meet a new friend. And you gotta... <laughs> I don't make appointments with my... Those are dentists and doctors. Friend appointments. Yeah. No, I don't have that. Uh, it was a, uh, a strange night last night. It was a very uh, odd way to start uh, football, and it had this... Uh, I don't know, kind of a... a oh, I, know, I was going to do this. This one's a little too serious for Jimmy, isn't it? All right. 
one in. Whoa, watch your step. Oh, my God. Watch your step. The running. writer's strike is over. The writer's strike is over. Hey, guys, Jimmy Fallon for the Tonight Show's here. I can't wait to talk to Blake Shelton with writers again. <laughs> for the last four or five months, I just stared at Blake Shelton. I'm like, I don't know what to say. What'd you do? Oh, I just sat around. I couldn't say anything. I said, no writers. I don't have a creative brain. So I had no writers. I didn't know what to say. So I drank like crazy. The only thing I wrote down was, dear wife, more Jameson. Jimmy. <laughs> oh, my God, Brittany. It's so good to see you again with writers. Last night, I can't believe what I said. I was like, I was like in shock. You know, it's going through my whole day. What happened? Oh, my God. It's the death. Horrible, horrible celebrity death. What are the stars of my two dads? What are the guy who ran the shop? In uh, Saved by the Bell, the college years? <laughs> he was in uh, uh, Johnny Dangerously. Johnny Dangerously, yeah. Uh, Dick, Dick Kisbutt. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, Dick no, 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 no. It's unbelievable. Dick Kisbutt died. But Kisbutt. Kisbutt Dick. Uh, He's take dead. A, take a drink. Butt, He's dead. What are you saying? Dick Butt Kiss. Very hilarious. Dick we should turn that into a song with JT. We should get JT out of Dick Butt. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah auto tune. Auto tune. I should love my two dads. I can't believe it. Like there should be like a huge parade or something. I don't know what else the guy did, but he's on my two dads. Uh, so that's enough for me. Played football too. What? He played yeah, the uh, played football. hockey ball. Uh, yeah. It's unbelievable. He's pretty good at it. It's one of the, one of the greatest. One of the greatest actors I've ever seen. Like, Lying in Johnny Dangerously, and he's like, "Hey, you." I was like, oh my god, they think he's talking to me. <laughs> dick, dick kiss ass. Oh, he's there, Chief. Kiss butt, kiss dick butts. Butt kiss. Okay. <laughs> 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 what did you say, there, Brady? I can't go on like that. Come on, it's a serious moment. Come on, man. Let's go drink. Thank come God on, for the strike to be over. Thank you, come on. Strike's over. Oh, thank God. It's not in the show. Gwen Stefani's doing three with John Legend. <laughs> Reba McIntyre. Who I thought for a while there was one of Jeff Dunham's puppets. Oh my god, you see her face? What's she done to it? Okay, I'm out. I gotta go get a drink. It's early. I made a friend on the bike path this morning. It was amazing. Right, goodbye to our best friend ever of all time. My two dads co-star. Sick butt ass. Oh. Just, a, just a great actor. Just a good dude. A, a pop culture icon. It came out of nowhere, really. In the 80s, just like, who's that guy? Let's tip one back for our dead homies. Let's tip one, back. I'll tip yes. one back, for, yeah. and tip one back for all the living homies as well. All right, tonight on That's My Jam, a tribute to Dick Askis. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's my dick, he was your dick, he was our dick. Dick, dick kiss buttons. Jimmy needs a fresh one. There he goes on know. his bike. Unbelievable. He's a fresh one. There he's riding his bike. Oh, he's my stop and made a buddy. Made a pal. Dick Budkiss. Digester. Thank you, Jimmy, for breaking the death news in the most glorious and cheerful way. Yeah, it was weird, though, because you forget. You start watching those clips. Dick Butkus is the inventor of middle linebacker, if you ask me. Yeah. The way we know it. I mean, there were other middle linebackers, and there were guys who played them. Dick Butkus came along and reinvented how it's played. I mean, the violence on the videos they were showing yesterday. Is, I mean, he wouldn't have survived today's game at all. He was a murderer. But, uh... For for me, who had never... He would have had two games a year. Suspended the oh, rest. He would have been kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> he would have been the dirtiest player in football, but I mean, that was the way the game... Because he was. He was. Yeah, he, even time. for his time, yeah. they were like, that dude's dirty. He'd reach through and poke people's eyes he, and everything. Yep. Yeah. He took the ball from... Every time he'd tackle somebody, he'd rip the ball out of their arms, and he'd just give it to the ref himself. <laughs> the refs were afraid of him. The dude lost his mind. Uh, but yeah, reinvented how the game's played. And what he used to say all the time was, it's a violent game, so play violently. And uh, 
They yeah. look at those old uniforms, and the helmets were tiny. They might as well say hutch on yeah, them. I think I, mean, I used to have one as a, as a little boy, as a those old plastic hutch. Yeah. I think ice cream used to come in yeah. the helmets they played in. <laughs> I like it's how they so modified little. it, too. One time, they just made an extra bubble around your ears. Yes. That would help. Yeah, it helps a lot. So you just your ears stop bleeding. You guys got to stop It doesn't the... pop as much when someone smacks the ear hole. But if anybody was going to have brain issues, it should have been him. But I guess he caused a lot of CTE. But that Ooh. guy reinvented how football was played. And since then, it's been a different game. Every middle linebacker became so incredibly different after Dick Butkus changed the game. Never played a playoff game. He's a Chicago Bear. Isn't that the saddest thing in the world? And, I mean... First ballot and then some Hall of Famer. He was the Ray Lewis, Mike Singletary, you know, the 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 Lambert Ham, the great linebackers of all time, all owe it to Butkus. I mean, that guy was re- remarkable. And it's, again, a guy who never actually got to watch him play. You never no, got I, to watch him no. play. That's how legendary he is. Here we are, 50-something, probably 50 years removed from his career. And everybody's like, Butkus is synonymous with badassery in football because you've seen the clips if you're a fan. Yeah, the highlights were just when when I was a kid, you didn't see him play, but those were the premier highlights they would show to promote football. Absolutely. That's what what sold the game. The monsters of the midway with that dude. Wrecked people. Ruined them. So, yeah, and Brett's in his Butkus shirt today because his Bears trounced the commander skins last night and former Bear Ron Rivera. Yeah. I was watching that thing still at, at two minutes left in the game, and Medea's all like, they got this. I'm like, don't, you don't, 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 don't. It's don't gotta be zeros. That. And I'm done. There could be a flurry all of touchdowns. All the way down. Yeah. yeah. You hear the words you say sometimes? I mean, who talks like that? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Holmberg's morning sickness. And it, you know what? You were right to do it. Uh, it only begs the question, who do the Bears kill next week? Because evidently that motivates them. They, they couldn't, they can't win a game to save their ass unless one of their legends dies. So Jim McMahon, you're on the clock, my friend. Walter Payton's Ditka. already gone. Oh, Jesus. Is yeah. Ditka still alive? Yeah. It's got to be close. You're right. Ditka. Ditka. That's amazing. Oh, they'll win like five in a row for Ditka. Yeah. That's yeah, they gotta, is already gone. They got to start yeah. murdering folks. Yeah, we'll go to the Super Bowl if it's Singletary. Don't say Booby Clark, but who in the Bengals operation gets them to be like they're going to win? Because last night, once that news happened, if you didn't go to Fanduel and bet Bears straight across, you were crazy. They were yeah. going to I, win. Last and mine night. was doomed. Yeah. Oh yeah, you had them. Yeah, you had them to lose. Uh, that was that uh, was my upset pick before, just on a whim. But at once Butkus is like, this, they should be favored at this point. There's no way. Uh, uh, Mongo. McMichael's McMichael's. next. Oh, he's a mess, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got a few from that 85 team that might start dropping, but I mean, Butkus was 80. You could have, uh, you're saying the Bengals, Boomer, Asiasen would be pretty. That's a good one. I mean, as far as. uh, You guys don't have much to choose from. Icky Woods. (laughs) No. You don't have. You got that one year wonder. Kenny Anderson, he's still. Yeah, was he anything? No, I mean, he lost this. I mean, he. Chris Collinsworth. Collinsworth would be, hey, now come on, Black Al. 
The uh, yeah, Collinsworth, I suppose, would be your superstar. Munoz, but you Anthony know. Munoz. Yeah, he's your Hall of Fame guy. I don't know that anybody else is. Who else is in the Hall of Fame from them? Bengals. Nobody. They don't have any. Yeah, what a cruddy organization. <laughs> Seriously. Gotta be someone. I've never I, thought I, of this. I'm the pulling it up here. Bengals don't have anyone in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> None. They got Munoz. Ken Anderson's not in. Boomer's not in. That's the Bengals Hall of Fame. Oh, they'll put Kenny Riley? No. <laughs> uh, Ken Riley is in the Bengals Hall of Fame. Okay. Paul Brown, of course, in the, the Big Boy Hall of Fame. That's it in their own Hall of Fame, let alone the real Hall of Fame. And Paul Brown was just mad at the Browns when he started the Bengals. Vontae's? Perfect. I don't think he's in the uh, penitentiary hall of fame. It's <laughs> the longest yard. Comes Ruining. To, yeah. Four members in the hall of fame from the from the Bengals: Ken Riley, Anthony Munoz. I bet you Paul Brown's the other one. Who's the fourth in Bungletown? I mean, the Steelers have their own wing of the hall of fame. It's pointless to even ask me. You heard me. <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> Trumpy. You have one hall of famer. That's it. What? You got to quit. One retired number? Pro Football Hall of Fame. One, one, well, they'll get Munis in there. Charlie Joyner? He's a charger. Even in the picture on the, even in the picture, in the picture on the charger, or in the uh, Bengals website of Cincinnati Bengals Hall of Famer, Charlie Joyner's in his Chargers jersey. (laughs) (laughs) They couldn't find a better picture. <laughs> oh, that's pathetic, man. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yo. Terrell Owens. He was there for a half an hour. That's pathetic. Yeah, Charlie. Was there eight years? No. That's his induction time. His season, oh, okay. his season with the Bengals. Was, I'm like, oh, he was, oh no. yeah. Yeah, 2010 yeah, was the year be- he was there, and then 2018 he got into the hall. Charlie Joyner was there from 72 to 75 before, and then people started to hear from him. After 75. Munoz is your only legitimate guy. That's a, what a pathetic. How do you claim T.O. when he played for you for one season? That is, that's because you're playing the Immaculate Grid with your own team. <laughs> he was a Bengal for like 10 minutes. He's got stats. Let's not talk Hall of Fame stuff. Let's or, not uh, yeah. for you. I'm sorry. Wow, I didn't know that I either. didn't either. That had to be a trigger. What a terrible thing. You've had two. Makes me more stoked that I'm going to the game on Sunday. Yeah, you're going. The Bengals are in town this weekend, and you can go hold up that. Oh, you know what the best part is? Is that you're covering all of their Hall of Famers just by wearing 78. <laughs> but if you go in in your Charlie Joyner Chargers gear, they'll be like, "That's one of our. That's one of our fellows right there." Well, that's sad. that will be the only jer- jersey if I if I uh, get one next that will be so Anthony, 78. Anthony Munoz. I did have uh, Converse high tops. When they're in the Super Bowl, and I, I got the white, yeah. and then I took the uh, markers and I put tiger stripes right on, on them, and seventy-eight on the back. I wrote a letter to Forrest Gregg in 1981 when they lost to the 49ers in Super Bowl 14, 15, and uh, I basically said, uh, despite your uniforms being just dreadful, I was uh, rooting for you because you're in the same division as my Steelers, and I was really hoping that the AFC would keep. And I'm like, pride. I'm like the AFC. nine years old, and I'm just writing. To, I'm like, you know, to the Bengals' credit, they sent me. 
shirts, uh, autograph team photo. I threw it away. I didn't want it. Look, he had to, he had to respond to four or five letters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he had time. And four I mean, threw based me upon a, this a handwritten letter going, Dear John, you would to be best friends. I'm riding my bike tomorrow at four in the morning. Yeah, it was. Uh, so they sent me back like a nice package of stuff, Bengal stuff. And I'm like, even as a nine-year-old, I'm like, good PR. Good job by the old marketing team. I didn't know what I was thinking, but in my, uh, my thoughts were, Nice work, Bengals. And then I try to write a letter. I'm doing it to this very day as a 51 year old man. I just wrote a letter to Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> just yes, you mail it. Yep, I'm going to mail him some stuff too. I have. I want to. I want to be friends with him. So I wrote a letter to Ben because uh, I watched Ben's. Uh, I don't like podcasts. I don't like listening or see, but I watched uh, footballing with Ben Roethlisberger. It's 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 entertaining as hell. And Jerome Bettis was on there, and it was a riot. And, you know, we talk Steeler football. It's for Steeler fans. But if you're a football fan, it's fun to watch because they talk about a lot of stuff that's gone on on the side. So they also drink beer and eat barbecue. You'd like this. but they And they have a chef that comes down in a Ben's basement. It's cool. And he said, uh, Bettis asked him, he goes, how do you get all these beers? Like, where do you, how do you know what to Because they were drinking uh, uh, Pliny the Elder from oh, the Russian yeah, River. Yeah. So they had some good ones. So uh, they had the Russian River Brewery. And he's like, our listeners, send it to us. It's on our page. And I'm like, they do? Well, guess who's going to have some Chiching Chavez in front of him in a few days? Yes. So I was going to get Four Peaks to fire over a few nice. Chiching Chavez's. And Good idea. Send them over in those crawlers and send, ironically, Ben an autographed can of my stuff to him and just say, look, this is. And then maybe we'll become friends because I learned at an early age that when you write a football team or player, they write back within like three days and you get stuff. Don't take a picture of me and my bathroom at home where Ben Roethlisberger's face stares down at you while you urinate. I have a big fat head of Ben Roethlisberger in there. It's not creepy. Brett Kiesel saw my bathroom and he wanted to take his head out because his head's on the wall in there too. He said, get my head out of your bathroom. No. <laughs> this is awesome. We're still waiting for Kiesel to show up. He said he would on the video. I'll come by your place if I'm in town for a game. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Did, did you just ejaculate? I, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, the beard. So, yeah. So, yeah, the Bears have to kill McMichael, Ditka, McMahon, Richard Dent's still alive, right? Yeah. Uh, you got a few. Uh, Gary Fensick? I don't know if that would. Uh, no, I don't know he, if that motivates you to win. No, yeah. no, no, no. Plank? <laughs> Doug Plank. <laughs> Doug Plank's somewhere in town. We've got to be careful yeah. with Doug. He's a good guy. So, yeah. Ditka's actually older. He's 83. No kidding. Yeah. yeah Ditka's on, though. He is on the clock. Yeah, I would have. Uh, Ditka. I'm putting sure. McMichael on that list first. Though. Yeah, McMichael's a he's ahead of Looney Tune. Yeah, Steelers start dropping. I mean, the Steelers could go 17 and 0 if some of their 70s. I mean, Joe Green, Jack Lambert, Jack Ham just lost Franco last year and then won on Christmas. He died the day before the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. The Steelers aren't losing that game, and they didn't. Jeez, after looking at that Hall of Fame stuff, I'm like, if a bangle drops, does anyone hear? (laughs) (laughs) When a Hall of Fame bangle dies, does anyone hear it? Yes, but you only hear it once because there will be no more. It's odd when a Bengal Hall of Famer dies, there's a ripple in San Diego, which I find strange. Charlie Joyner is in his San Diego Chargers jersey on the Bengals website. This is one of our... Why is he in blue? How do you, yeah, what, what do you, how do you re- not have one? For, or the Bengals biographer? to 75. How no. do you claim T.O.? I you, mean, you, just, you can't. He, he spent, one year. They paid him. They gave him a check. Yeah, but that you're right. That shouldn't be on there. No. no. 
Dio is not. No. No. Hilarious, but no. Yeah, it's a strange one. Uh, it's six oh seven. But yeah, the Bengals are in town. Butkus is gone. I don't know who the car, who who dies for the Cardinals. I mean, you, they're too young still. Like you don't have. I guess they've had a few in the past. But Jim Hart is he still alive? Yeah, from the seventies. Lomax is Neil Lomax. Did he is he big enough? Well, like, who's their Hall of have Famer? A taste here a little bit in St. Louis. Both. Oh yeah, no, I met Neil. He used to come to Tony Romans. Yeah. He always said they didn't like. I'm talking about Hall of Fame, like Dan Deardorff. Uh, he was in their Hall of Fame. Stump? <laughs> they don't have any Hall of Famers. They don't either. Aeneas Williams? But, I mean, you're starting to get into guys who are young. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Kurt Warner, Larry Fitzgerald, but those guys aren't. Yeah, guys. but there's got to be someone there back in when they originally started. Is this the, the Cardinals Hall of Fame? Yep. Alan Fanica in his Steelers jersey. Edger and James, Colts. Or Emmett Smith, how dare you? Kurt Warner, they didn't even put him. He's still in his. There's Aeneas, yeah. So the only guy on the Cardinals that's website it. that's in their Hall of Fame in their uniform is Aeneas Williams. Aeneas Williams, as Pat Summerall used to call him. As a tackle by Aeneas Williams. I don't think that's how you say the name there, Pat. Ah, that's terrible. Alan Fanica, he had a cup of coffee with the Cardinals. His career was over, but it's and, and Emmett Smith just came here to pad stats. Is it the best place for retirement? Is that what it is? You know, Maybe you know the Bengals have it the same thing. We had one a, year and done. Well, JJ Watt will be up there too. Oh yeah, for sure, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> as we uh, as we you know kind of look back after you know because this this celebration of our twenty second birthday, and it's just because we missed our twenty first last year. We're you know doing a lot of like research for questions for the game, and uh, one of them that I started to go to, and I don't know if we've talked about it enough, but maybe I can ask it today since we're talking about it this morning. Do you know the story of Emmett Smith in this show? No. So oh. Oh. <laughs> it's a gem. So Emmett becomes a Cardinal. At the right. time, I had just stopped working with the Cardinals on the pregame show because they didn't pay me. They said they did, and then they did, and then they showed me a forged check <laughs> and said this. We did pay you. It went through. I'm like that's. A, that's not my signature. B, I never gave you any of the information. You've written down the station address on the check. You never gave me that. Well, all right. And to prove that they knew it, they gave me a real check shortly thereafter. That didn't look anything like the picture they'd sent me. Anywho, and plus it took them eight months to pay me for 10 weeks. And I'll tell you exactly how much it was. It was 10 weeks worth of work, $2,500. It was a season. I got the pregame. I got the eight games at home. They weren't going to the playoffs. And I was removed from the facility because their idea was, let's just have kind of the representative of every fan, you know, kind of talk about what fans are talking about. Well, I was honest. The owners suck. Something's wrong with this team. Got a lot of problems. They're like, well, we don't want you telling that story. So that was 2003. And I started to tell them a story about because I got married that year. I'm like, I didn't pay attention to that. I didn't do any scouting of this week's game. I was at a strip club last night because it was my bachelor party. And I said, I had two. Two girls. So you want the fans' perspective? Dakota thinks the Cardinals fumble too much, and the girl with the huge knockers was telling me that they've got to get a better running game. <laughs> Back to you guys. And they're like, there are kids listening. I'm like, that's still funny. The kids were probably laughing. You can't do that kind of stuff on our broadcast. Because uh, Bidwell's daughter was listening, and she's like, that's just crass talking about strippers. I'm like, it's football, lady. You don't know your... If you want the fans' perspective, you got to do that sometimes, right? So... uh I wasn't real happy with being in their operation. So I was done with them. 
Had to be the next year. Had to be right around that the, time when Emmett was Emmett showed right up. Right when he oh, right when four. he came in town. So yeah, so we get a call that says, Hey, and our buddy that was there was just leaving, Craig Amazine. And he was in charge of that. He loved us. He wanted it. we had Kyle Vandenbosch in here all the time. We had players Grammatica. Oh, it was great. Yeah, Billy Grammatica came by a lot and we knew he banged one of the uh, fans <laughs> a lot in his mom's house. So uh, they're like, Emmett Smith's coming to town, and we want to tie you guys to Emmett. We want him to be every Tuesday on your show the same way. And it's so hard to believe that it was that long ago. Tom Brady had his own tie-in with a, a morning show in Boston. Uh, ben was, uh, not yet, but Ben always had that uh, tied to it was w- a big move. DVE. We would have been Emmett's Tuesday morning location. We're like, that we will do. They wanted our station over everyone else. Over everyone else. Like, you guys are the ones we're putting Emmett on every Tuesday. And I'm like, that... Is happening. We're Brady and I are slapping high fives. I'm like, this is great. We're a three year old show here. This is pretty great stuff. Get in touch with Emmett. All right. Uh, how much do I get for this? And we're like, oh, uh, I don't know. We could probably arrange something. My fee is $20,000. For what? A week. A week? Uh, you might have noticed Emmett didn't have a Tuesday morning show in the city because that's what he was getting in Dallas. 20K? 20K a week. That's, and that could be him just saying, I don't want to do it. 20000 a week, and that came with advertising. Uh, he got a piece Once of that. Once a week? I th- no, no, it was twenty grand a week. It was $2,000 minimum to have him do a liner for us. Yeah, I did know that. And so it, it, and it bottled up that we weren't just writing him a check for twenty grand, but he'd get, like, the Cardinals started to get free ads. It all it all amounted up. Chuck Chuck Artigue always exaggerated, so it could be somewhere between ten and twenty. But what? Yeah. Oh, no, you keep his ass out of that studio. If that guy even steps in the room, we'll go broke. And yeah, so Man. it was like this insane amount. How, how much for him? I knew, I, and that was a negotiation tactic. And I thought he's just doing that because he doesn't want to get up in the morning and do this. Like, see if he'll tape it. No budging. This dude was getting paid. And it was only six times. We, we didn't get him the whole time. We had six shows. I remember sitting there talking with Chuck six times we were supposed to do that. And it was an incredibly expensive endeavor. Leaving out two home games. Yeah, he, well, he had... It was in town. He didn't live here. Yep. So it was like a couple of times he wasn't going to come in. And I didn't want... And it was kind of on me. I didn't want to do phone stuff. So I think we ended up with... A rookie for a minute. I'm like, just she got like Neil Lomax or something. He was doing <laughs> Neil, no, probably <laughs> charged ten bucks. With Al Johnson, I mean, too. you got to remember though. Al Johnson was great. You got to remember, uh, Emmett was a three time Super Bowl champion, guaranteed Hall. I mean, this was this was foreign territory for Cardinals and this city to have a name like that attached to their team. Like he was used to a certain something. You think about appearance fees. You know, I'm not cheap, but I ain't that. It makes sense that Emmett would be like, if you want Emmett Smith to show up at your event, it's going to cost you like $15,000. It was ridiculous. He and went, then uh, the other thing we found out, he had his jerseys, and each one of those oh, jerseys were chipped. Yeah, that was another basically. thing. He got to sell those. That was yeah. part of the deal. He got what? to sell his chipped jerseys. He got to sell all of his merchandise. To make them authentic. Yeah. And the price on them was Incredibly. Ridiculous. And footballs, too. Like, if he had a foot, he would sell a football he carried. 
and he would chip it, and he had jerseys he chipped that he wore, and he could sell Almost those. like a QR code. It turned into like a home shopping network. Every Tuesday was just going to be him coming in there promoting what you could buy off of him. And it was more wow. more money. The dude, and he was, it was smart. We just didn't Last have the cash. Year, it's like, I'm, make, I'm padding that retirement. The Cardinals told us a sponsor will pay for this. It ha- it, like, they weren't wrong. Like, in Dallas, you could get five or six people to give Emmett five grand each and then have him do the segment brought to you by. And then the laundry list at the yeah, end. Yeah, and then it would have been like, yeah, this whole thing brought to you by Giant Eagle Foods and not even in our city. Like, there was just, but it would have been, it was probably dumb on our part not to do it. But Emmett was well. Once money right, well, came once, into the equation, right for Chuck, we had to kick in immediately if we didn't get sponsors. We never tried because we were scared. But yeah, that was his going rate was like, and you we could have gotten it had we thought about like right now we'd probably be like, hey, trip, we need to do this. We'd have had Modelo, we'll Lerner, and Rowe. <laughs> we'd been making phone call after yeah. phone call to like, hey Hopkins, how about uh, you and Emmett? So you can come in and sit with. But that would have been the problem is then we'd have had. Doug this Hopkins precision and, minute brought yeah, to you. Yeah, Eric Bryant, Doug Hopkins, Lerner, everybody would have been here. At MMP the, guns. This weird party. Yeah, and those dudes over there. This weird uh, client party every Tuesday morning. But it was, yeah. Emmett was, and I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't mad at him. But I'm like, is that how it works in Dallas? Like, you get that kind of cha-ching to wander into a room. But everything's bigger in Dallas. Yeah, everything's bigger in Dallas. And Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. It was different, especially in the early 2000s. He came in thinking this is an NFL town. The Cardinals had not made any strides at all. So paying for their... Like, we thought they were going to be happy to have... That was their, shocking. We, we thought it was free. <gasps> we thought it was going to be free. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> and when free isn't free, and then you're like, wait, huh? Because I was going to give you nothing for that, and then you're asking for twenty grand. That's a pretty big gap. Let's start this up next week. We need to cut a check for ten k right now. Right? Yeah, because he was and his going rate to like represent the station at a thing. If he was to show up, it was like five or ten grand just to be there. He showed up at Dale Hellestray's charity basketball tournament and wouldn't play. I mean, I don't know. Dale didn't pay him, but he called in a favor. Emmett showed up, but he didn't play. He didn't. He, he didn't really participate. To be honest, he just kind of sat there. Is it a Troy? Troy kind of got up. He and warmed up. Did some stuff. But yeah, Michael Irvin, however, oh. played every minute for both teams. <laughs> the greatest moment of that was when I hit a shot, and Michael was on my team, and he stole the ball from me. The next time I had stole it. You, what? I was on Give the me team. The ball. I was with Michael Irvin on the team, and I hit a shot. I was being guarded by a sportscaster from Channel 12. <laughs> I'm the op- I'm option A here. Michael Irvin's being guarded by Anquan Bolden. Josh McCown's the greatest athlete I've ever watched on a basketball court, which shocked me to Amazing. no end. I've never Amazing. watched him. And, he, and he's guarded by another pro athlete. I got Tom Zenner, Channel 12 sportscaster, right in front of me going, come on, Johnny, what do you got? And I'm like, bye, Tom. Just blow by his chubby little body. And then I hit a three. Next time down the floor, I don't remember who passed it to me. It was like I just caught a pass from. I think it was. I think it was Michael himself. No, he would have never passed it. Somebody no, got he me didn't the ball pass no. once. And I went to have it, and he stood next to me. Give me the ball. We're on the same team. Give me the ball, huh? And he just grabs it and rips it out of my we hands. Down. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? We're on this. I had to run. We're on the same team. He knew that. And then he scored all the points, all of them. I shut down Matt Williams. Didn't score the whole game. Brady shot a free throw. Hey, you Brady want to start style. here down the corner. 
So are you like Sandler in the in the, when he was playing against Michael Irvin playing basketball in the, no the, the, what, what's that one movie uh, uh, yeah uh, the remake yeah. damn it in the longest yard yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no <laughs> I'm not delusional like Adam Sandler I would have never tried to take on Michael Irvin he took that game as seriously as anything I've ever seen in my wow. life. Give me the ball. Like what? I'm going to go beast mode. Give me the ball. I'm like I'm going to play too, you know. Give it. Oh, you ripped it. And by the way, I stood no chance when Michael Irvin's paws got on that thing. And to, once his hands made contact with the basketball in mine, it was like my hands were two butter sticks. That thing slid out of my hands so fast. I'm going beast mode. I'm 40 years old. He had just turned 40. Super excited about the entire event. At 40, 45 points, 40 boards. Yeah. And then he said to me, and including uh, in in inner squad steals, yeah. he had uh, fifteen. <laughs> you ever had a big black one inside you? And I'm like, hey, that's going to come. Be, that's going to be a problem for you someday. Saying stuff like that. <laughs> Glad I'm not a Marriott employee. It's true. It happens. I go beast mode all day long. All right, here's the ball. And then we just never stood a chance. He just ran down, and Michael took on everyone and did great. Did your? T- I mean, did Michael's team win? No, because what, what? was what was, came back. what was bugging him was was Bolden and McCown were dunking every time down the floor. There's nothing Brady's going to do. Oh, the most athletic person I've ever watched play basketball. Helicopter dunks, three sixties, anywhere from the floor. In warm ups, like what? Going to destroy you if you. It was unreal how good he was at just handling a basketball. He was great. And Anquan Bolden and him got into like a funny concept. Like, I didn't realize you were this good at stuff. So then he starts dunking. And Michael's like, oh, these young bucks think they're going to get one over on Michael. They're wrong. And then he got supercharged with what you realize a Hall of Fame pro athlete has in his brain, which is I will not be the I will not be second place on this floor. And it became just a pissing contest, a dick swinging contest. We had lawyer Brad Markham, who was 5'2", was on our team. He's guarding Anquan Bolden at one point. Just, just move that Oompa Loompa out of the way and dunk. <laughs> yeah, we were close. I, th- I had three points. Michael Brock's I was bad. one for one. <laughs> but I had the ball once and a half. I was responsible for two, two points. Yeah, you had two granny uh, free throws, if I remember correctly. No, I, I grannied. Uh, I did a up and under. Um Oh, yeah, you had a little... Over Tim Kempton. Yeah, that's right. Tim Kempton, who's... <laughs> he was really trying to block the shot. <laughs> right. What he was trying to do was block the pain that was coming from those knees of his that were... I thought I heard Irving. Give it to the special kid. You give it to the little special boy. There is something about making them make a wish kids happy in these events. Pass it to the little girl down there with the mustache. Kempton, lay off. I'm a boy. That's beautiful work, little lady. You ever have a big black one in you? That's going to get you in trouble someday. Just for a little bit. Anyway. Yeah. Emmett Smith charged, charged a lot to be our friend. Yeah. A lot. A lot. And never had a, like, every station that found out about it's like, what? And Emmett Smith was not on the radio ever in Phoenix, ever. Nobody was doing that. Two weeks before he even set foot. Yeah, it was his introduction to, hey, guys, I'd love like to be part Emmett, of the show. Uh, someone's talking for Emmett. Yeah. So if Emmett Smith passes away and the Cardinals have the nerve to say, former Cardinal, great, uh, burn the building down. They will. Oh, yeah, they got nothing else to hang their hats on. Terrible. Anyway. Reminisce. Old memory lane. It's been a long run. And in hindsight, thinking back, we should have paid him. 
We could have worked something out. We could have worked something out. We just thought it was coming out of our pocket. We're, like, we're not doing that. It was a crazy Well, they've, they've never had anything like that commercials. before. Commercials, no. We had no idea that that was even... The coyotes used to just show up. We didn't know that was a thing. Uh, and in big cities like Dallas and probably New York and San Francisco, you're not getting Joe. Think about it. Joe Montana, you think he's coming into this podunk thing for free? Um, you know, for that, we thought we were set, too, early on with uh, Tillman. Yeah, Pat Tillman didn't want to do it. He was intimidated. Yeah, he was scared of us. <laughs> Pat Tillman was a little... Pat Tillman was scared of you guys? <laughs> yeah, he, he We like, met with him, and he's like, oh, you guys are great. I just, I don't know if I'm good at this, and... Can't keep up. And I don't know if that was true, either. That's what he told us to make us feel like... But then he's like, I want to... Yeah, I don't want... I'm going to be an Army Ranger, <laughs> but I don't want to talk... jokes. Basically, I don't want to talk to you two, is what he said. Nah. I mean, it was basically him going, no thanks. But he did it in a way that made us feel good about funny. ourselves. Yeah, he was really funny. He's a cool dude. Uh, it's 624. Let's get a wake-up song, shall we? Free, please. Let's not go crazy. Maybe in honor of Dick uh, Kissbutts. Star of my two dads. Well, if you don't count Greg Avigan and Paul Reiser, who's here next week. Uh, also, Saved by the Bell, the college years. He'll never be forgotten. And Johnny Dangerously. Uh, oh, yeah, and he was a bit part in Johnny Dangerously. Uh, let's get a wake-up song. Five eight five nine. Miller Light. A good one. Always in all those commercials we remember now. You know the actor Dick, Dick, Dick Kiss. Kiss, Son kiss the dickus. Biggest dickus. There you go. It is uh, time to wake up, everyone. 98 KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. 